Christianity as the Gideons, and um, we're privileged to have um, several Gideons here within our church, and um, and um, one of my favorite people are, is going to tell you about the Gideons this morning, and you all know him real well, don't you? Um, of course, we all know that Francis is the best part of him, you know, but uh, yes, he'll even say amen to that, won't you? Marshall, you come share with us about the Gideons and, and all that's going on, and and I pray that God will stir your hearts, will give a good offering to them. Marshall's busy, too. Well, he's He's gone all the time. I'm going to run somebody by to check up on him. See where all he's gone. Before I start my presentation, I'd like to take a minute to again thank each and every one of you for the prayers that went up for our family in the last eight months. Just ask for your continued prayers. This is just a reminder, folks, that the devil is going about every day, seeing how many families he can destroy. So keep us in your prayer. Second Chronicles 7.14 reads like this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. Folks, when I read that, I get to wonder, are we as Christians part of the problem and what's going on in the world today? Are we trying to get God's Word out there and tell people what He's done for us and what He'll do for them? Then over in Matthew 5, 14-16, reads like this, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is hid on a hill cannot, uh, set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it will give us light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then Psalms 119.105 The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Church, are we letting our light shine so others can see Jesus in us? Are we getting that light out into a lost world we know the light will always overcome darkness I'd like to thank you and our pastor for allowing me to tell you about God's work through the Gideons and to thank you for all the support you've given us this ever since I've been a Gideon which is I believe I did my first report here in 1997 when Pastor Bill was our pastor. And you supported the Gideons ever since. The shape our world is in. Folks, our churches are in a little bit of the same shape. A survey 
found that there are 5,000 churches closing their doors every year. And that's been going on for the past six years. And a lot of these churches is in mainstream denominations just like ours. In fact, 3,700 of them is Southern Baptist churches. So you can tell where we're going. I've told you before, on any given Sunday here in Dixon County alone, we've got 11, around 11,000 people that's not in church anywhere. So we have got a mission field right here that we need to work on too, as well as getting Bibles out all over the country. We get all kinds of testimonies that tell how Gideon Place Bibles has reached people around the world. A lot of people like to try to memorize these testimonies and give them to you like that, but I like to read them to you so you can tell just exactly what the people are trying to say. This one is entitled, That Bible Was God's Tool. That a few years ago, I found a Bible that you had placed in a motel room. I wanted you to know that I received much use and guidance from it, have since become a Christian. This Bible plays an important role in my life and is God's tool for bringing me to in a relationship with Christ. And for a few years, it was my only Bible. I am financially better off now and have several other Bibles, but I would like to keep this one for sentimental reasons. I would like to help spread God's Word to others, so I want to replace that Bible and multiply its work. I'm spending a small fraction of its worth so you can buy more Bibles. This Bible has been, has been a help to me and ask that you use this money to put Bibles in other hotels and motels. Church, we could furnish that Bible that that man was reading. Let me remind you again that the Gideons is just the Christian Business and Professional Men's Association that has one purpose and one purpose only, to win others for the Lord Jesus Christ. We do that two ways, by personal witnessing and placing God's Word. As you know, in Isaiah 55, 11, it tells us if we'll get God's Word out, it will not come back void. Here in Dixon County, we all have only have a small Gideon camp. And I'm proud to say that over half of our Gideons and over half of our auxiliary members in the Dixon County camp belong to our church. And I thank the Lord for that. But we are part of a great big organization. We have around 270,000 Gideons and Auxiliary members in 199 different countries. And our scriptures are printed in 107 different languages because we feel people ought to read God's Word for their sale. To date, we have distributed around 2,400,000,000 scriptures. 
and that's because of the help of our church and churches just like ours. We just got through placing or giving these little red testaments to the fifth graders. Miss Haiti still lets us go around, and we've been able to do that ever since I've been a Gideon. And let's just pray that we can always do that. A couple of the testimonies that I have involve this little red testament. This one is, he delivered me. I felt like my life was over. My husband of 15 years had divorced me for a younger woman. He married her within a week after the settlement. I cried all the time because my husband made me feel that everything was my fault. I was living with guilt. I began to think about ending it all. I went to my bedroom where I knew there was a gun in the nightstand. I reached for it, and instead of the gun, I pulled out a new testament. It had been given to my son by the Gideons. To this day, I cannot explain how that New Testament got there other than God placed it there for me. I opened the New Testament to Psalm 34, and the verses that stood out to me was, I will bless the Lord all the time. All the time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I sought the Lord, and he delivered me from all my fears. I reread these verses, and these words carried me through the night. The rest of the week, I was under conviction of the Holy Spirit. That Sunday at church, I went up front to share my testimony and make my public profession of my faith. That someday a Gideon making a that same day a Gideon making a presentation shared a testament about the Gideon work, not knowing how a Gideon New Testament had touched my life. Later I found out he was the one that had given the testament to my son. I'm thankful to the Lord for changing my life. I am now married to a wonderful Christian man and I want to thank and encourage every Gideon and auxiliary member from the bottom of my heart. Signed, Deborah Marcus. So if, like I said, if we get God's word out there, it will not come back void. Let me remind you, too, that there's no such thing as a Gideon Bible. This is a King James Version Bible with a little emblem down at the bottom. It says, placed by the Gideon. And a Bible like this placed in a hotel or a motel room in the United States has the potential of reaching 2,300 people in the six years that it normally lasts. We get it printed for $5 and a testament for a dollar and a quarter. So as you can see, we're getting a lot of mileage out of our $5. We've been a missionary arm of the local church for well over 100 years, and we've been a missionary arm of this church, as I said, for about 22 years. Last year alone, we placed... 87 million copies of God's Word. That's more than a 
million copies every four days or two copies every second. As I always like to tell you, there are three ways that you can help Gideons. One is to pray that every copy that we place or every testament that we give out reaches the people God wants to reach. Second, we always need more members in our camp. Third, of course, is your financial support. And we will be taking up an offering for the Gideons after my presentation. But there's another way that you can help the Gideons. When we take the offering, I always just say, give what the Lord lays on your heart. But we have a Gideon card program that I want to talk to you about today. And first, I want to thank each and every one of you that already use it. And as I say, it's a sleeping giant for getting God's Word out. And we can use it all year long. We've got in-memory cards for when a friend or a loved one passes away. We've got in-recognition cards for anniversaries, birthdays, anything like that. We're thanking of you cards to just let people know that you are thinking of them. This testimony here is entitled, They Needed the Word of God. It says, Woody McLean and his wife were people who needed the Word of God. He ran a nightclub and the last thing he wanted to see was a little red testament that his daughter Junie had brought home and been given to her by the Gideon. Junie and her sister Edna had found Christ as her personal Savior through reading the Testament, and they wanted their parents to be saved also. They put the Testament on their parents' dresser, put it in the, by their plate on the table, and put it under the pillow at night. After a while, unable to resist God's word any longer, Mr. McLean and his wife read the Little Red Testament and both accepted Jesus Christ. Today, Woody McLean is a pastor faithfully proclaiming the word of God. So just another example of if we get God's word out there, it will not come back bold. I'd like to tell you about, uh, well, five altogether instances of Bibles being placed in lieu of flowers. I believe I've told you before, when Miss Judy Dixon Mullins, which was the choir director down at Baptist Church, passed away, I just mentioned to them if the Sunday school would like to donate Bibles. They got back with me a little later, said, how many rooms is in the new motel? And I said, 53. Folks, they know donated the 53 Bibles that went in that motel, which was enough Bibles to reach 121,900 people. Then when we had the month-long revival, we donated Bibles in memory of Miss Joanne Hall. There was 188 Bibles donated there 
which is enough to reach another 432,400 people. Then there were three in our church, Bradley Goins, Ron Triplett, and Dylan Mullins, that was asked this Bible to be placed instead of flowers. Between them three, there was 912 Bibles placed. Folks, just by five little instances, there was enough Bibles placed to reach over 200, over two and a half million people. So you can see what a sleeping giant this is. And I just encourage you to consider using it. Your bulletin that I gave you in your is got a envelope attached to it. If you didn't come prepared to give today, just put it in the envelope. It's already addressed to the Gideons. Send it to us. We'd like to donate five Bibles in honor of our pastor and Jenny for all they do for the Lord. We do that for two reasons. One, encourage you to donate Bibles in memory for honor of people and to let you know that the Gideons help get God's Word out too. Again, thank you for all the support that you've given us and ask that you continue to support God's work through the Gideons and help us reach this lost world. Again, thank you for your support. God bless you. Over the last almost three years now that I've been here, there's been a number of occasions, I think for my birthday, I think for uh, my sister passing away, other things, a uh, number of things that Bibles have given in memory of my sister and 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 me and my Jenny, and I, I appreciate that. I can think of no greater way of being a blessing to me um, than to give a Bible to somebody. I've got to just add a little bit to uh, what Marshall said. I've I could tell you a lot of stories about Gideon Bibles, but I have a dear friend that's a preacher up in West Virginia. And um, he was in the Korean War. And um, he, when he went, the Gideons gave a service Bible. I'm not sure what you call it, but a Bible to all the servicemen going to war. Some of you that went off to war probably got that as well. While he was gone, his wife started seeking God and and got saved, was going to church, and of course praying for Jackie to come home. And uh, Jackie kept that Bible, kept it close, because... Um, you know the old expression, even though he wasn't a Christian, there are no atheists in foxholes. 
you ever heard that one? Um, but he kept it closed. So when he came home, uh, he put it in a little night, or not a nightstand, but a little stand beside of his chair in the living room, in the drawer. And his wife going to church and him sitting there uh, watching TV on Sunday morning and Sunday night. His wife was off to church and and so God started dealing with him. And of course being proud individual, he didn't want to tell his wife God was dealing with him. And he surely didn't want to go to church with her, right? So he reached in the drawer one Sunday morning and pulled out that Gideon uh, the Bible that the Gideons gave him when he went off to war. And he began to read. And his fell open and John. And he started reading the first chapter. And he kept reading on over. And he got over to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jackie got up out of his chair, knelt in front of it. When his wife got home, needless to say, there was a big surprise. And he started going to church with her. God called him to preach. And Jackie Clark has led hundreds and hundreds of people to the Lord over the years in uh, evangelism as a pastor. He preached about uh, 30 revivals a year, I believe it was the last record I had, and uh, a tremendous revival speaker and won hundreds and thousands of people to the Lord, all because somebody gave money to give to the Gideons to buy Bibles. And uh, what an investment that uh, that pays off. And so I, I want to encourage you to give. But I want to ask you something too. I hope you're okay. I hope you're right. I hope you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. I hope everything's okay with you. Sometimes we get wayward and sometimes we get cold and different. Sometimes we need to come back. Sometimes we have things that are so heavy upon us. It's hard to rejoice. It's hard to get excited. Uh, it's hard to look Godward. The troubles of life get heavy, but the invitation today I want to give in this way. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you to come. And if you know Him and you're kind of wayward, I don't want to say backslidden, but you're here today. So you've come for a reason. You might be searching. You might be looking, longing. You may just come because you love the Lord. I think all of you are here for that reason. 
But I think every one of us here have a need. And so I'm going to ask you, Norman and Margot, come. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. God speak into your heart. Then I would ask you to find God somewhere real close. Come forward. Come come, stand. Please stand. Um, I'd like for you to bow your heads with me just for a moment. Now, Father, if you, as you search through these folks' lives and hearts, as you look into each one, going from seat to seat, heart to heart, God, I pray that their needs would be met today through the Word of God, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Something that Marshall said early on struck me. Could we be a part of the problem as a church, as Christians? Is there a need in our life where we can't help others? Because there's a little story to that effect in the Bible that we're to remove the beam in our own eye before we can help others. God, I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit would touch hearts. Bring us to a place of prayer. God, I pray if there's someone here today that's in need of prayer, maybe sickness, maybe heart, heartache, grief, maybe some difficulties in their life, maybe their burden for their loved ones, God, I want to open it up to this, that they'll come and kneel, and that way we can gather around them and pray for their needs as well. As you can meet those today, or you can give grace for the time of need. Father, I pray, speak to hearts. I pray it in Jesus' name, and amen.